This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Weekend sports with a difference. So I thought it'd be fun if we all went around and said our name and a little something about ourselves. I'll start. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. Will you stop your damn sniveling, son? Buck up, Bart. Buck up. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. Hey, we're back. We here. We are here. Wow, it is loud. Is it? The headphone volume is so quiet, but this is loud in my head. Turn the stare down on my headphones, please. Thank you. Turn me up in the headphones. (laughs) I feel like never in a rap song has someone gone, can you turn it down, please? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a smidge. Yeah. That's awesome. The beat's going on underneath it. Oh. It's like, can you please, just a little, little bit, please? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, you can't be that nice and Thanks. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're back. We took the week off last week, so the explanation is quite simple. Uh, it was Rashad and Jesse's birthdays last weekend. Hey-oh, Taurus gang. And uh, getting old. Rashad was already taking off, and Jesse went, Well, I was planning on taking off, but now I feel bad. And I was like, Well, let me go ask the boss. You know, I'm down to have a weekend off because it's been a while. And he was like, Yeah, go for it. Appreciate you, boss man. So, yeah, that was nice. uh, The wife and I went away for the weekend, and then Rashad and Jesse had birthday goings on. So, how was it? What happened? I'll let Jesse go ahead and go. Uh, Well, um, did a fun kind of birthday tandem. Bunko birthday party at um, some friends down in Newburgh and uh, crashed down there. Then we moseyed on down to Lincoln City and uh, enjoyed a couple days at the beach and then came back and. So you took to full work. advantage of a full weekend off. Yeah. And a, a beautiful weekend at that. So that was yeah, a, a it was great time to be able to go. Super nice because it was like that perfect balance where you get like some chill cool day at the beach but then you got some really nice weather at the beach the when we left it was just gorgeous so and we we took it full advantage i don't think we got back till about 8 30 on on uh, monday yeah so 8 30 p.m yeah Woo. yeah so big holiday or big birthday weekend yeah nice. yeah we had a nice time and then rashad what about you i know you were trying to plan well, some big party well yeah i was trying to do a lot of different things I, you know my birthday was uh cinco de mayo uh, kentucky derby day so i was going to have a kentucky derby party and that didn't work out you know i had a, a place set up and then that kind of fell through so it was just kind of one of those things like a lot of plans i was trying to make just you know for whatever reason weren't really working out the way i wanted them to so i was just gonna say you know you know screw it just go ahead and go to dinner you know maybe go dance or something like that, that well so that's been. that's why the wife and i went away is because yeah. rashad invited me to the party and i was like yeah just let me know what, what's going on you know if you want me to buy like a kentucky derby outfit because you know if you know me i don't have one of those um and would have been in a tuxedo t-shirt right and i was like let me know and i'll come down and 
I told Kelsey about this, and I was like, you know, if he seemed kind of iffy, so if he doesn't do it, then maybe we can go away for the weekend or whatever. And I asked him on Thursday, and I was like, hey, so we got to plan it if we're going going away or if you're doing the party. He goes, ah, just just go have fun. I was like, all right. Um, so we booked the booked the trip, and uh, turns out. Yeah, people were planning stuff on the under, you know, and I had no idea until people kept calling me saying, yeah, what time am I supposed to be there? And I'm like, beware, bro, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry, wrong number. And they were just really <laughs> hanging up on me and stuff. It was strange. So I finally had to call my mom. I was like, hey, man, like. Say, did you not at one point when you were getting multiple calls start going, who threw a party for So me? the first call, you know, because I was going to do something, and a lot of people knew I was going to do something. So the first call that came through, I was like, oh, no, I probably didn't tell them I wasn't doing nothing. And then I got another one, and I was like, uh, nah, nobody's coming over here at 4 o'clock. But okay, you know what I'm saying? Good to talk to you. Thank you for the happy birthday wish. And so then my uncle called me and was like, hey, man, you need these tables? And I was like, tables for? And he was like, well, people coming over here in a little bit, right? And now I'm like, okay, like, I don't know what's happening. I haven't really cleaned up <laughs> quite yet. So it was a pretty lazy Saturday. Went ahead and called my mom. She was like, oh, people weren't supposed to tell you. It was a surprise, blah, blah, blah. But uh, it ended up being cool. I had about, Way to go, family. <laughs> yeah, right. But it ended up being cool, man. I had like uh, maybe 30 some odd people, you know, over. You know, I had to invite my neighbor because we got kind of kind of loud, you know, at a point. Uh, had a DJ. He canceled. Oh, so <laughs> he came over so that it, even though it was loud, he was part of the loud. Yes, absolutely. Matter. So I made sure I invited my neighbors. Had a new neighbor. Invited her over as well. You know, she was a big hit with the party. But, uh, yeah, right. But uh, other than that, man, it was, it was just a lot of time with the family and some friends. You know, I wish you guys could have been there. So my bad about not uh, actually planning... Well, it sounds like you should blame your mother for not. I do, not, but not, I, not that she would have any idea how to contact me without asking you. But um, I do, but I feel like today wouldn't be the day that I should do that. I think I'll wait till tomorrow to the 14th, <laughs> and then I'll be like, man, well, you should call my guys. What I'm saying is, you had a whole week you could have blamed her for it up yeah. until today. No, yeah, I've, I've I've let her know, but I had so much fun to where it was like, ah. Uh, Look, you showed me a picture of the destruction of bottles left afterwards. I want to say that that table that maybe your uncle brought uh, had 15 bottles on it. Uh, around there. And, and there's a couple more in, in the house. And by bottles, I mean handles. And uh, and by handles, I mean empty handles. Mm -hmm. Empty from the from the night before. Yeah. 15. Yeah. Some, some Jameson, some Makers, some tequila, you know. I saw some, there. some E and J. Evan Williams. Some Evan Williams was there. Yeah, we 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 get it in, man. We don't discriminate on brands. Look, that that means fun times. Uh, as the kids it say, means really, uh, really bad morning, but it means fun times. Um, it made for a really great morning. Went to Elmer's. Shout out to Elmer's. <laughs> Went there, but uh, that's good hangover. Food. It, it 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 was lit, as the kids say. So now we're back here doing Sports Sunday. Let's go. I know. We are back. Uh, we will be here for the foreseeable future. I, I have a couple of weekends I might be out uh, coming up in the next month, but I will let you know about that when they come up. Um, and, uh, yeah, the wife and I went to Hood River for the weekend. We did – you know how we were doing that brewery tour in the city where we kind of went to a bunch and raided them and stuff? There's so many out there that we hadn't, didn't have a chance to go to, and we wanted to stay when we did it so that we didn't have to worry about driving or anything. And so that's what we did. We went out there. We went to seven breweries in the two days that we were out there. And uh, it was a lot of fun. That's what's up. Nice man. and relaxing. A lot of food. That's always drinking. fun. I got to get out to Hood River again sometime soon. But it was a really, it was my, it was, well, I've been there before, but only for like a couple of hours. And then we went through. Um, it was really kind of cool to stay there for a couple of days. It's a really chill little city. And 
the the hotel we were at was kind of right near the water, so you could walk along the river pretty easily. And then you walk up into town, and it's kind of just it's like it's like such a small, cool little city. It was kind of, it was it was really chill. It was nice. Yeah. Oh, on a side note, I should probably say, uh, haven't seen Lynch and Jesse in about a week. Came back, and Lynch has an awesome beard that he's rocking right now. I'm telling him to keep it. He's saying he wants to cut it off. I I, I think he should go ahead and and keep it. So I'm gonna tweet a picture out. Okay. So and I'm gonna let all everybody, man, you chime in and say, man, whether or not Lynch should keep this manly beard that he has going. I think if he just added a little bit of salt and pepper in there, he would uh, almost have the Isaac Rop thing going. Right. On. You're saying I should get older faster and get yeah, some gray. Yeah, for sure. You know, he'd look Works more for distinct- Rob. <laughs> I mean, you got you got the distinguished thing going on. You just a, a little. Yeah, a little bit of gray in there. You'd look, yeah, you'd definitely have the um, wise wise man look. <laughs> Here's the way I look at it. As much as you may try to sell it that it's great and glorious and all good, I like it up until a certain point, which is why I grow it. I like it up until a certain amount of time on my face, and then I start going, all right, I'm getting a little bit annoyed. I like a little bit of a change. I do like how I look clean shaven too. Thank you very much. You look you look good. You but, look good. Um, so. I will likely shave it, and then at some point you will see it grown again, and then you can enjoy it again. Look, it's like a tease. Mm. Yeah, I can't give you. I don't I know. can't give you I, what you want every single day. You got it. I gotta leave you one. I more. almost guarantee wifey likes it. I I'm can sure almost. She, I'm yeah, sure I she can, does. If you asked her, it was like, well, you should keep it for a while. I almost guarantee that. But ladies, ladies love the beard, mm, man. But mine this is doesn't. Our, <laughs> she mine doesn't. doesn't. No, she doesn't. Yeah. You she, grow she like this porn it. stash, though. No, Jessie. but no, but uh, she doesn't really like it on anybody, though. That's oh, the okay. Thing. Well, yeah, there you no, go. She's, she and then like, there's Miss Marie, who just yeah. could care less about right? beards. Yes. Well, yeah. She know she likes my long hair. Not see, my... always keep the beard. Source: I'm a woman. <laughs> Boom. I've got one. Hey, yeah, I've I've never been happier. I, I'm personally in the <laughs> corner of Sue because I know he brought this up on the show earlier this week. Uh, the the poop beard. You know, um, can't can't do the beard because eventually. It oh, just, the poop particles. Yes. Uh, yes. That, was, that wasn't Sue. Wasn't Sue who brought that? Uh, might, Rob might have brought it up. Yeah, that there's a study that there's like thousands of more particles well, in beards than if you don't have one that are like bad bacteria. And or stuff. Yeah, you, you wash know who it was. Well, you of don't. You wash it every day. <laughs> you wash it every day. Hey, hopefully, <laughs> I don't think anyone cares about that. My beard shines. It smells great. That's because you wash so, it. Yeah. So the bacteria and poop is out of it. Mm. Probably so. Get like I don't me. Know, there's wash studies. your beard. Ladies love it. Look, I look, look like a power hitter. As I said, I gotta keep you guessing. At some point, this this will come back and you can be very, very happy about it again. But it gets to a certain point where I'm like, you know what? Time for a change. Time to go back to the scruff and to shave it and scruff it for a week. And you then, look like you can be a DH for the Yankees right now. Yeah. What is that? You got a baseball face, man. Like, you know, every your build and everything like that. You yeah, you look like you can be one of those dudes. There's not a lot of beards in baseball. Oh, there's tons of them. There's not a lot of The best player in baseball has one, doesn't he? Yeah, I'll bet Mike Trout does not have a beard. The other best player. No. If you could hit a three hundred I mean a hundred mile uh fastball, you could probably jack it out of the yard. Yeah, if I could remember how to hit. That was the (laughs) that was the biggest so I did play baseball um in high school, but at the very end of my quote-unquote career, uh, it wasn't much of one. I became basically a defensive specialist because my mechanics got all over the place because I was so tall. And I and I guess my my swing didn't keep up with me growing. So I just started losing all my mechanics. Because, I, I mean, you have growth spurts in high school, and then all of a sudden you're, you're a completely Six different five, human being. Yeah, of course. And uh, I just, I couldn't. 
I couldn't hit. The last two years of high school, I couldn't hit. So I became a defensive specialist. Yeah, I was a good. I was a good defensive catcher. That was that was it. I was good at first base. Nothing else. I didn't like baseball very much. Playing. You still don't like baseball. Very much. It was just. It was a lot of standing as a kid. And when you're eight and nine and ten, like uh, there's not a lot of hits. You know, uh, and, and some of those games. And so you're just standing there a lot, especially if you play the outfield. So I didn't really like baseball a whole, whole lot as a kid. I've grown to love it more, especially having Mike Lynch as, you know, the host of the show. So uh, you can disregard that last text in the text line because that is my mother, even though it is Mother's Day. She wants me to shave the beard. Yeah, see, uh -huh. <laughs> don't do that. You know, he, he looks good. You should see his face right now. Oh, my God, he's adorable. <laughs> uh, so that is uh, this is Sports Sunday. We are back this week. And uh, happy Mother's Day. Of happy course, mother's happy day. Mother's Day, Mom, even though you're telling me to shave the beard. Um, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there listening and to Jesse and Rashad's moms as well. Appreciate happy Mom's you. Day. Happy what day? Mom's, mom's day. day. Oh, I thought you were like, happy Mom's Day. Mom's Day. Uh, we still have plenty of sports coming up on the show, of course. Uh, we will be talking about the conference finals in the NBA playoffs starting today. We've got Cavs Celtics game one today. It's on the fan after us. And then we've got Warriors Rockets game one tomorrow. So we'll talk about a lot of that in the first hour. Also, Dwayne Casey gets fired, which is really strange to me, considering he's led the team to the top seed in the East and just won the, the Peers Coach of the Year award. And, um, you know, they lost in the second round to LeBron, but that's it's LeBron. So we'll talk about that. And then uh, we didn't get to this a couple weeks ago. I, I teased it. But I want to talk about it, especially now because it's kind of back in the news. Uh, baseball to Portland. The renderings for one of the possible stadiums that could be built here, as long as everything else goes to plan, was leaked in the Oregonian. And that being timely as it is, I want to talk about baseball to Portland. What you think, Rashad, because I know that you're not a big baseball guy, but I have a feeling that you would be a big supporter of this in general. I'm down. Um, so we'll have that coming up as well as Hater Love It in the second hour. Text the fan, text line 55305. We're on Twitter at 1080 the fan, at Mike Lynch27, at TaylorMade503, and at Jesse Osman, A S Z M A N. And coming up next, Cavs, Celtics, game one. Let's break it down. This is Sports Sunday on the fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Nine nineteen here on your Sunday morning. We're here till 11 o'clock. Mike and Rashad, Jesse with you on Sports Sunday. Conference finals, NBA playoffs begin today. Cavs, Celtics game one, and then uh, that's on the fan after us. And then tomorrow it is Rockets. Warriors game one. I do want to start with the series today, and I want to start with what, what might be the most suicidal comment ever made by an NBA player heading into a playoff series. Ugh. And that is Marcus Morris, the twin brother of Markeith Morris, who is on the Boston Celtics, saying that outside of Kawhi Leonard, he is the LeBron stopper. Mm. He is the best defender on LeBron in the NBA outside of Kawhi Leonard. I do like how he threw that in there. Like, outside of Kawhi, I can say this because he didn't play all year. I'm better. I, I am the LeBron stopper. You know what you probably shouldn't do going into a series against LeBron? Speak to the media ever? <laughs> Touche. Uh, or, you know, just say anything that LeBron can use as motivation. Uh, 
because he doesn't need any extra help. LeBron, without motivation, is still going to go 38-12 and like 8 every game. With motivation, LeBron goes like 50-50-50. and 50. <laughs> So, yeah, Marcus Morris, I'm sure you're going to go guard LeBron, and he's going to just torch your ass. What are you saying? Why would you do this? I, I Look, it's, it's cool to have confidence and all, but come on now. Uh, I've always liked, <clears throat> excuse me, I've always liked Marcus Morris. I've always liked the Morris twins. They, they're, for them being 6'9", kind of bigger dudes, you know, they shoot the three well. They know how to put the ball in the basket. They are really good NBA players. They're so cute. Nothing, yeah. You know when they're when they're together, they're they're adorable. They only want to play on the same yeah. team with each other. They're for, good little players for years. They're good little players. That's a great way to put it. Mark, I don't think Marcus Morris he doesn't even start. Mm. So you're the LeBron uh, stopper off the bench because Al, you know you don't start over Al Horford. That's for sure, and you don't start over Aaron Baines, who's your man in the middle. You're not starting over Jason Tate. So who? So you're going to be the LeBron stopper off the bench. You know what this reminds me of? Anybody in Portland, you definitely remember him. Remember a guy named Ruben Patterson? Yep. Remember in the 2002 playoffs when he dubbed himself the Kobe stopper? Yep. And Kobe proceeded to thrash him for three games straight. Ruben Patterson was all bark, no bite. He was okay when he played on a team that had a bunch of stars. Much like Marcus Moore. Marcus Moore, he's lucky enough to play on the Celtics that have the best coach in basketball right now. Uh, a team that's just making it happen. He's done his job over the past little bit, but he just painted a huge red bullseye in, varsity, in Nike varsity red coloring on the front of that Celtics jersey. And LeBron is a bull in the china shop. And he's about to run right through Marcus Morris just for opening his mouth. The last thing you want to give... What we all consider the best player in the world is chalkboard material. You want to give him something to look at for the past couple of days and say, you're going to stop me? Okay, good luck. The Warriors who had Kevin Durant and Draymond Green couldn't stop LeBron from averaging 37 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists. Marcus Morris is going to do it? Okay. All right, real. Go for it. Well, you are correct. He does start. He does play off the bench. 25 minutes in game seven, or game seven, what was it? Game five against the Sixers, sorry. Uh, only six points on one of 10 shooting, by the way, in those 25 minutes. But he doesn't care about offense. He cares about defense on LeBron. You know, I agree with you. Don't put a target on your back. Don't say anything that's going to make it easier for LeBron to to go into overdrive mode. Um, Gordon Hayward kind of said it best. I know he's hurt, but he said, you're not going to stop him. This is a, a quote. You're not going to stop him, but we have to do whatever we can to slow him down a little bit. We can't let him dictate the series. Of course, that's easier said than done. We've shown throughout the year that we can beat anybody in the league on any given night. We're going to have to play extremely well to beat them four times. That's a more fair way of assessing how to play LeBron. You're not going to stop him. You can try, but you're not going to stop him. It's it's tough to just say, like, ah, give him his because, well, he also runs point guard. So if you give him his, you give the entire offense theirs. But... You just have to basically lock down everybody else because as we have seen in LeBron's career, without much help, there's only so far he can take his team. He wins when he has other great players around him. This year, I don't particularly view the Cavs as a very good team. No. I view this Cavs team as the second worst team LeBron has ever brought this far after his first time going to the finals with the Cavs with like Mo Williams and, and those that cast of characters. I don't I don't view this team as anything special at all. Um he he I mean, I shouldn't say needed, but they won 
with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. He won with Kyrie Irving and uh, and Kevin Love. Right now, it's Kevin Love half the time, and then players who are so angry they're not playing that they're they're refusing to play like Rodney Hood. <clears throat> so there's only so far that LeBron can take a team by himself, and maybe the Celtics aren't the team to stop that, but that that's kind of how I view it is. I don't think that he can go so far in the playoffs without much more help than he has. It's safe to say, and I was kind of joking about this, but I honestly believe this. LeBron James is the best team in the Eastern Conference. Whatever team he is on is instantly the best. With or without Kyrie or Kevin Love or any one of those other guys, LeBron James is still good enough on his own to breeze the Eastern Conference. Don't believe me? Go ask the fired Dwayne Casey and the Toronto Raptors about how good LeBron James is. Don't believe that? Go ask Nate McMillan and the Indiana Pacers how they just couldn't figure out how to stop this dude, even though he had some quote-unquote poor games in those playoffs. There's nothing you can do about him. There's not one player on Boston's roster that's going to be able to – you're going to have to throw four or five guys at him, and even still, that's not going to be enough. Did you hear Jason Tatum's answer after that, after the after he won the game about playing LeBron? He's like, uh uh-huh. I mean, you, you just try to do your best. Know, do your best, you know. I think he's at least humble enough to understand, like, hey, man, as good as I've been playing, man, that dude's the best in the world. So Marcus Morris, there's always these dudes. Why is it that it's always the guy that's just kind of okay that wants to be the LeBron or the Kobe stopper? Why is it? It's not the All Star because they're smart enough to know that man, this is a bad dude. Don't do that. But it's Ruben Patterson. It's Deshaun Stevenson. It's Lance Stevenson. It's Marcus Morris. It's all these dudes that are like, yeah, you're well, okay. Give Lance Stevenson some oh, credit. Oh, he can defend him pretty well. And Lance Stevenson, it, it, he's annoying, but Lance Stevenson is he's Lance Stevenson's weak. <laughs> Lance Stevenson, I mean, I'm just just saying he's clearly a better basketball player than I am. That's people. Yeah, that's him blowing, that's him blowing on people. That's your that's your strategy is to be an irritant. But other than that, Lance Stevenson is just an okay at best basketball player. So it says something that these are the guys that are always trying to make a name for themselves by trying to stop a LeBron. What was uh, uh, Matt Barnes was another guy that was supposed to be a Kobe stopper. Kobe stopper. Uh, um, what's my man's name? Uh, played for the uh, Raja Bell. You know what I mean? These guys that are just like, eh, yeah, he's cool. You know what I mean? Mm, nothing special about them. So this is how he's going to make his name is by getting torched by number twenty three. I think there's one person in the East um, who can have something to say about what your theory is there that, that LeBron James is the best team in the East. And I think that comes down to Brad Stevens because uh, I think since he's entered the league, he's proven that he's probably next to Greg, uh, next to Popovich, the best coach in the league. X and O's, he, I don't think there's anybody better. I, what he does after losing player after player after player only – to find himself in the Eastern Conference Championship again um, just goes to say what kind of coach he is. And I think if there's one person that could maybe come up with a game plan to defeat a team that is literally so reliant on one player who is not going to score, you know, every single point, that he's going to be able to exploit some weaknesses and and possibly get over the hump this year. I think um, it is a tall Tall order, though, not having Kyrie order, uh, Kyrie Irving or um, Gordon, Gordon yeah. Hayward. That's that's a really tall order. But if there's one person who I think might have something to say about what you just said, it's Brad Stevens. Well, let's put a pin in that. 
because I want to talk about that aspect of the game as well. Um, the most underrated coach in the NBA and possibly the best coach in the NBA is Brad Stevens. So can he outcoach LeBron James? That's next. Here's Jesse with SportsCenter. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9.33 Sunday morning, Sports Sunday with you till 11 o'clock. Game one, Cavs Celtics on the fan at noon today. Just talking about Marcus Morris being dumb, <laughs> giving bulletin board material to LeBron. Dumb. And, uh, yeah, he's dumb. Jesse brought this up before the break, so I wanted to parlay that into this segment, which I did have in the notes. Brad Stevens, the uh, LeBron James, as coaches in this series. Brad Stevens is the most underrated coach in the NBA, easily, because nobody talks about him. He literally didn't receive a vote from his peers in the Coach of the Year award this year. Not one. I know that's not necessarily the real award, but it's the one from his peers, which I would assume means a little bit more to him. Not one Coach of the Year vote. Yet, here he is, having the time of his life in the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie Irving, without Gordon Hayward. He was without um, Jalen Brown for the beginning of the playoffs. He was without another bench player. It's a big, I forget his name. And yet, here, here he is, basically making it look easy getting this to this point in the in the playoffs. Now, I know that the, the Celtics have a good team. I know that Jason Tatum and Terry Rozier and a healthy Jalen Brown and Al Horford, that's no slouch. That's not a bad team. But you're telling me that he, Brad Stevens, is able to take that group of players, which in reality, in my opinion, worse than the Sixers, who they beat in five games, worse than the Raptors, who are already out of the playoffs, Potentially worse than the Pacers, who almost beat the Cavs. And he's taken them all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, where many think that he can beat the Cavs and go to the Finals. Why doesn't Brad Stevens get more love? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I, I, I really don't know. Like, he's, he's done everything he's supposed to do. You know, he's won... Uh, with a quote-unquote star in Isaiah Thomas, or at least he's he's been able to get all the way there. Um, he did it with a, a lesser roster this year. I mean, tell me what team, if the Trailblazers had lost both, and I use the Blazers because that's the team, that's our team closest to us, that's who that's who we have, that's who we that's who we closest relate to. You know, that's our squad. Mm -hmm. But if the Blazers lost CJ and Dane this year, do you think they would be? as good or still be able to compete in the Western Conference? No, they would have no. probably won one of the worst records in the NBA. More than that, would they have been able to, it just if they were in the Eastern Conference, just still take away CJ and Dane, would they, they would still have been have able to the, compete? They wouldn't have made the playoffs. I, I look at this and say, what other coach could lose their two best players and still be able to compete? Like, you look at San Antonio and the fact they didn't have Kawhi, and that hurt San Antonio. But you did have LaMarcus Aldridge, who's an all-star. You did have Rudy Gay, who's been an all-star. You do have Pau Gasol, who's when he's healthy, he's as unstoppable as any other big in the league. 
you you still had some, you know, an, an older Tony Parker and Ginobili. Old Man River would show every now and then that, yeah, he could still ball just a little bit. So you still had an okay team in place there. The Warriors lost all of their guys at one point but still had enough firepower to still make it to the, to the second seed and, you know, eventually to most people to the NBA Finals. Brad Stevens lost all those good dudes. What was how is he supposed to compete? And he's doing it. Not only is he competing, he's the second seed in the East, and he just ran through the team that everybody picked to go to the to the conference finals, which was the Philadelphia 76ers. Like he's done everything he was supposed to do, and he's kept his team competitive. How many coaches can say that? Like how many coaches? Would, just between us right now, if you if just an even trade. Would you take Brad Stevens over Terry Stotts? Of course. I wouldn't even think twice Are you about kidding it. Kidding me? And I, and people love Terry Stotts here. Terry but I think Stott, it, look, Terry Stotts is, in my opinion, a top six or seven coach in the NBA. He's a really, really good coach. Brad Stevens is one or two. And that tells you how good Brad Stevens is. And this isn't to, you know, to poo-poo on Terry on Terry Stotts. I think he's a fine coach. But Brad Stevens, there's something special about what he's able to do. And I think that should be noted. And I think that kind of scares a, a lot of these older coaches. You look around well, the league and some of them are a little bit older. I will say this. This is both a positive and a potential negative, I guess, if you want to take it that way. But Brad Stevens, when he first got hired, people basically went, really? The guy from Butler? Yeah, sure. He took them to, to almost winning the finals over Duke and took them, I think, to two straight finals, actually. Um but college coaches don't really ever work in the NBA. You saw some of the top college coaches fail. Ask Billy Donovan how 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 well his team is doing with three All Stars. Well, ask John Calipari how he did, or Rick Pitino. But um, it wasn't great, by the way. No, not at all. But um, did get a great rant out of the Rick Pitino one. So the <laughs> that's true. So that was the initial thought: was how on earth is Brad Stevens, who coached not even big time players, he coached a. Uh, big-time player, Gordon Hayward, um, at Butler. How is he going to do in the NBA with all these big-time players? Well, what the plan was from Danny Ainge, who is also one of the best GMs in or slash presidents in the NBA, was help build a younger team that would be more willing to listen to Brad Stevens. So to me, that's, that's where it could be construed as negative. I do wonder if Brad Stevens had gone to, say, the Thunder with the personalities that Billy Donovan is dealing with, would he be as successful? Because think about it this way. And this is just new this year mm -hmm. is Kyrie Irving and Al Horford. But prior to this year, who has he been coaching? He's been coaching Marcus Smart, young. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Uh, yeah, but that was, again, not the entirety of his time there. Yeah. Terry Rozier, young. Um a bunch of other young players. Now he's added Jason Tatum, young. He added Jalen Brown last year, young. So he's he's basically coaching college players. Yeah. Into and he's turning them into great NBA players. So that's a positive. But again, I think it can be construed as a negative to his coaching ability. As in, could he do this with really big star players? Maybe now because he's earned the respect of people. But I wonder if if he had started his career on a place like OKC, would he have succeeded? <laughs> I think that's that's my one big question about Brad Stevens, but that's also why I think it works. That's why I think he's so successful is because these guys have, or he has their ear. Yeah. They, they will listen to him, and I think partially it's because most of them are very young. And I think it says a lot. You know, I think Coach Cal in this NBA would be much more successful than he was when he was in the NBA previously, just because now these kids are much younger. These kids are all 19, 20. He's recruited half the NBA. You know, if you play in the NBA and you went to, you know, and you're, you're a top, 
you were a top-level recruit, then more than likely Coach Cal recruited you, and you probably know him from the AAU circuit. So it would be much easier, I think, now for him to come in and kind of take a team to the next level, you know, a, a younger squad. But, man, Brad Stevens, he, I think he's laid out the blueprint as far as what, co- what coaches or what GM should be looking for from their next coach. When I read quotes from players from the Celtics now, granted, Morris just came out and said he was the LeBron stopper or whatever. Except for that quote. Except for that quote. Um, for the most part, I, I tend to read these quotes, and I, I, I'm kind of amazed that these are quotes from NBA players because they're so level-headed. Um, they don't... <sighs> They don't seem to be too big for their britches, which I I, th- I think a lot of NBA players, a lot of pro athletes seem to have that mentality. They make it to the show, and then it's hard to keep them level-headed. Mm-hmm. And Brad Stevens has just done such a great job since the moment he entered the league of doing that. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, yes, he has these young guys on his roster. He's kept the ro- roster pretty young, and he relates to them because he, he was coaching them. Um, but to the transition that he's made from them going from college to the NBA, um, the pros that he's turning out, that to me is one of the biggest difference makers because it's one thing what you're doing on the court. It's also what you're doing off the court is a big part of how you become a great pro. And these guys are doing it right off the court. I know we have to break. So I just had this one, one thing before we go, uh, Brad Stevens, one clock ever meant anything. I know. Right. I just want to make sure we can try to stay something on time. Brad Stevens won 55 games this year with the Boston Celtics. Um, and that's without their two best players. Man, Gordon Hayward got hurt like the first play of the season. Yep, and uh, Kyrie missed basically half the season. They won 53 games last year. They were, Mind you, they were the first seed last year, but they won more games this year as the second seed than they did all of last year. And that's with a, a healthy-ish Isaiah Thomas and um, Al Horford and, and the, some of those same guys. That's how good of a coach – Brad Stevens is. And if you think this team is scary now, wait until Jason Tatum actually develops and see what they're able to do and put him alongside what Kyrie is able to do and that do-it-all guy in Gordon Hayward, who I think a lot of people are starting to disrespect as far as how good he is. You look at how good Utah is this year and say, oh, well, Gordon Hayward? No, Gordon Hayward is definitely that dude. Don't don't be fooled by the, the, the new success of the Utah Jazz and all these other men. Hey, man, he knows what he's doing. And once Boston gets him back, Name a team in the Eastern Conference is going to be better than them, including Philadelphia. Man, don't you don't you think the Phil, uh, the Sixers wish they took Tatum instead of Markel Fultz, number one overall? I mean, I mean and let's and, and, and what, let's say this. I'm just playing devil's advocate. What if Markel Fultz comes back next year, actually ready to play? And ready oh, you to mean do like stuff? his shot is fixed? Somehow? Well, I mean, he's probably never going to be able to shoot. Ben Simmons didn't make one three pointer all season. You know what I mean? He's probably never going to be able to shoot. It's yeah, but Markel Fultz... That's a, that's a real stat. He took 13 threes this year and made zero. No, I know, but Markel Fultz c- forgot how to shoot. It wasn't that he can't shoot. He forgot. He never knew how. Did you watch him in college? He was, he was, he was the, the, as close to Derrick Rose as, to, as, as I've ever seen in college. Get straight to the rim. He was explosive. That was the reason why he went number one. Like Not because he could shoot. Uh, I know. I do want to throw this in, too. Again, who cares about the clock? Um... <laughs> The because I, I want to move on from this series. I just have this in my notes. The funny coincidence of Alabama and LeBron. 2012, 2013, Alabama wins back-to-back national titles. LeBron wins back-to-back NBA titles. Mm. 2014, Alabama loses in the Sugar Bowl. 2014, LeBron loses in the NBA Finals. 
2015, Alabama loses in the college football playoff semifinal. LeBron loses in the NBA Finals. 2016, Alabama wins it all again. So does LeBron. 2017, Alabama loses in the title game. LeBron loses in the finals. This year, who won? Alabama. Mm. Just, gonna throw Just saying. Out. So, LeBron and LeBron's team, you do your part. It's LeBron's just, I'm not worried about LeBron. LeBron. It's, it's LeBron. the other guys. You know, those are the ones that need to do some of what their part is. To quote Michael Jordan, why don't you bring a game? Don't bring your A game. Bring A game, and right. then we'll be good. Right, exactly. All right, let's break. Coming up next, second series, which starts tomorrow. That would be a Warriors-Rockets. Here's the playoff monkey finally off Chris Paul's back. This is The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. That's right. We are here talking some NBA playoffs. And talking Lynch's beard that I still have to tweet out to everyone. I think Lynch should keep it. I think Jesse thinks he should keep it. No, I think he thinks I should shave it. Um. I, I honestly think you look great either way. Uh, I have that incredibly Aww. that is incredibly nice of you, Jesse. Aww. We are might we might be the nicest trio of of hosts to each other. Like I mean, I don't know if we ever tear each other down like that. Like I listen to Swag and or excuse me to Dirt and Sprague. And I'm like, man, you guys are mean to each other sometimes. <laughs> Jeez, I know it's all a facade. I really hate yeah, you both. Isaac and Sue just abuse you like on a on a daily basis. Like I feel like I should call the number just for the abuse line. Just I feel like that's just part of the job. No, yeah, that's why he ignores him all the time too. They'll they'll ask him a question. He'll be like, huh, what, 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 what were you talking yeah, about? Yeah, he heard him. <laughs> that's not actually true. I just don't hear them. <laughs> and I'll be like, really, Mike? I'm like. I- I'm doing things. And right? by doing things, I mean sometimes I'm watching the Yankees. But I'm doing things. <laughs> Have you guys seen the Donald Glover SNL skit where he and some other guys are the, the other guys from the Cavaliers? Mm. I have that audio if you want to grab it, Jesse. I labeled it the other Cavs in the system if you want to play it. It's really That funny. would be awesome just because that was that might have been the funniest thing that I had, I had seen. And that's pretty much who those other dudes are, with exception of one Kevin Love. I think Most of the time. Kevin Love. He's playing like the dude we kind of remember, you know, that guy that was averaging like 26 and 10. Like he's been a good 20, 21 and 10 since the, uh, or at least this last round. So he's going to be a big handful too. We don't really talk about him enough, but I think now that Kyrie is gone, he's comfortable in that number two spot. Like I don't think he's a, his being a third option a la Chris Bosch. You feel like you're not a part of the offense anymore because you used to getting. Well, he the just ball. stood in the corner and shot threes. But that's what LeBron does to you. He makes so you a so jump shooter. So Chris Bosh. Yeah, so that, he makes you a jump shooter. Here's the audio. Uh, this is the SNL skit, The Other Cavs. The Cavaliers playoffs 2018. We run this league. Nothing going to stop LeBron James. Everybody knows about LeBron. But don't forget about us. The other Cavaliers. And whatever LeBron needs, we'll get it done. As long as what he needs isn't basketball. But we've got everything else covered. Every time LeBron makes a free throw, I'm right there with that high five like, there you go, LeBron. I always got LeBron's back and his shoulders. I hold LeBron's third and fourth cell phone. You know that thing when you roll the ball up the court to save time? I'm pretty good at that. And I only play in blue jeans. I average zero points, 
Zero assists, six personal fouls. I sweep up LeBron's chalk. I run the pick and roll. That's when I pick up LeBron's laundry and roll it on over to his house. I'm 53 years old. I have seven kids, and two of them are also on the cast. Our point guard is a Roomba. I'm still learning the rules, and I'm a slow learner. We run an offense called Hot Potato. LeBron throws us the ball, we throw it right back. Hot Potato. I shoot granny style. And don't forget about the girl on our team. It started as a gimmick. But guess who's the second leading scorer on the team, even though I'm a heavy smoker? And we're the other Cleveland Cavaliers. So we all just want to say thanks, LeBron. Thanks, LeBron. Thanks, Bron. Thanks, LeBron. And hey, sorry, man. <laughs> Our point guard is a Roomba. Oh, <laughs> they man. actually have in the in the skit a Roomba with a Cavs jersey going along the floor when he says that. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's it's funny because it's true. You know and that think, thing where you roll the ball slowly up the court. I'm to pretty time? good at that. I'm pretty good at that. Yeah, that's you know, and that's pretty much what it is. It's everyone sitting around watching LeBron be great, and that's been the story of the Cavaliers all year. The cool part is nobody's been able to stop it. Like I, I'm on the show, and players mess up. The but Pacers on, almost stopped it. Hey, man, on the show, I openly said that Toronto was going to the NBA Finals. You were there, Jesse. I said Toronto's the best team in the East, and LeBron handled them. Then they renamed Toronto LeBronto, and it's mm. been haven't they haven't been stopping with those little. Ne- but now they're doing like that is the uh, funny, that is the funniest thing that has come out of that is LeBronto. Or uh, the now, but now people are taking it too far and like uh, the the the. LeBron, uh, LeBron, LeBron, something about the Rockets. They, I can't even say it. It was stupid. They start melding, you know, names of LeBron and look people. Other teams. People will always kill the jokes, but yeah. the original was very. It, it's funny. over. But LeBron deal with the Drake face from that last game, where he just looked so sad and destroyed. I, and I after, couldn't after and, Rihanna told him never again. Like I feel bad for for. Toronto's coach, but I just I'm LeBron. so happy for Gray, for for Drake. Please, I'm please. so happy he lost. Like I just I, he's the one celebrity. Like if I could pay somebody, like we can do it like a celebrity boxing match, like Drake versus a much smaller, lesser, non-existent celebrity. I would love to fight Drake. That would be amazing. But please let, let's call it by its correct name. It's not Toronto. It's LeBronto. No, he owns him now. He's the, he's the owner. Yep. Who's the owner of the Toronto or the Bronto Raptors? LeBron. This is LeBron James, yeah. That's a trick question. Uh, the team on the TV right now is the LeBronto Blue Jays. Yep. Uh, I like it. Yeah. LeBronto like Maple Leafs didn't make the playoffs this year. Or actually, they might have, actually. I don't remember. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, that audio killed the segment. We still have to talk about Warriors Rockets coming up next hour. We will also have Hater Love It. And I really want to get to MLB to Portland, at least for one segment. So, that's what we've got left. Next segment, we will do Warriors and Rockets, then 10 15. We will have MLB to Portland, 10.30, hate it or love it, 10.45. Well, it's probably a two-minute segment, so we'll figure it out. That's all coming up next hour. Again, the text line is 55305. Text us there. And uh, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Mike Lynch 27 Rashad is at TaylorMade503. And Jesse's at Jesse Osman, A-S-Z-M-A-N. And the station, of course, is at Tiny to the Fan, which is where we podcast the show afterwards every single week. Les Schwab Tires podcast. So, next. Warriors Rockets. This is Tending to the Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.